Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast. You are with Matt and Tim. Mate, are we in for an epic episode today, which is part two leading on from last week. Uh, you know, if you haven't listened to that one last week, this is uh, I'm jumping in early before I even saying hello to you, Tim, properly to uh, just remind you all, you probably need to go back, press pause on this one, go back to last week and have a bit of a listen because it's going to make a heck of a lot more sense and you definitely don't want to miss out on the goodness that last week was. Yeah, definitely. So please do not watch this without listening to uh, part one first. Um, some absolute golden nuggets and mate, haven't the golden nuggets been flowing? Rick is dropping some absolute bombs that just make so much sense and we're hearing from... Uh, from quite a few people within the industry that, you know, what is this? What is, what is happening? Is this what you guys are really doing? And um, yeah, it's, it is actually amazing. It is amazing. So Rick is an absolute legend. He is the master of systems and processes. And with his business wedding workflows, it just makes a heck of a lot of sense for creative business owners. So if you are a creative business owner, Listening part two, we got you. 100%. And it's uh, it's something that, we, you know, uh, we are recording this kind of uh, after a couple of days of part one being um, out, this intro. And uh, it's definitely been, I feel like it's, I'm glad that we're doing this because to be honest, we can kind of uh, listen to what everyone's been saying so far about it. And it's been uh, something that is really, uh, I guess, beneficial to a lot of people and people are excited by it. Just because it, it makes so much sense like we, with all the roles that we do um with all the roles that creative business owner does like burnout is just around the corner and you know we need we need to protect our time we need to like protect like our our time to do work but also we need to ensure that we're creating space where we're creating moments where you know we can do the things that we are passionate about and we can spend time with the people that we love and care about but we can also spend that time to show value to the world. 100%. And uh, you know what? Rick's got some absolute, um, I guess, the way that he's doing things and the things that he's saying for us is really improving our quality of life with our family. And as Tim said, it's it's something that, uh, you know, I definitely am implementing um, in the coming weeks and I'm super excited for it. It's going to be a good, refreshing change and I'm excited for coming into winter a little bit more time to really, um, I guess, leverage on this new system that's going to be working for my own business. And uh, hopefully you might even see a little bit of a difference with the Make It Epic Wedding podcast because we may be using this a little bit for us maybe, maybe. too. Yeah, we won't, maybe. We, we won't drop any secrets just yet. <laughs> Keep it under wraps. <laughs> um, but I guess before we get into uh, the rest of part two or the into part two today for uh, the episode, I just wanted to uh, put a little thing out there and just remind you all that we would love to hear from you guys, you know, uh, whether that means you're like leaving us reviews on wherever you're listening to us or whether that means you're jumping onto like our socials, which is podcast on Instagram. We would love to hear from you guys because at the end of the day, we are doing this to serve you and, you know, it's, it's a time consuming thing I guess doing a podcast if you've ever done one before it does take a bit of time and effort but we love it because people are loving it also and we love to hear from you guys yeah definitely so I, I think we should probably make a call out to some creative business owners out there uh, that may be struggling a little bit with their time their commitment and how to do some things and if you want to know a little bit more about our experience or you know just want to have a, a bit of a chat um, give us a buzz like we'll 
we answer every every message and we absolutely loved connecting with you all. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's definitely going to keep us rolling through and keeping providing, keeping up with, with providing. Wow, I can't even talk. Anyway, keeping up with providing the content that you guys want to hear and want to listen to. And uh, at the end of the day, it's just improving not only the experience for our couples, but also improving the experience for you guys as well as creatives. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast, where we believe all weddings can be epic in their own right and uniquely you. We're your hosts, Tim and Matt, a photographer and videographer in the industry. Tune in as we dive deep and unpack all things weddings, how to make it fun, stress-free, and provide other creatives in the industry tips and tricks to raise the standard when it comes to planning the perfect wedding. I feel like this uh, probably leads into something else that we were keen to chat on, which is obviously burnout, right? Like that's something that's huge. And if we're not doing some of these things and like I, like I, me and Tim have like been talking about this for a long time. And as, as I said earlier, like Tim's a, a massive fan of wedding workflows and is loving um, having someone on his side, as you said, um, you know, me and Tim ch- chat a lot and we're on each other's side, but we're not stuck in each other's businesses. And uh, we're definitely keen to help each other out when it comes to, you know, some of the burnout and, you know, just trying to like, I guess, work out like you know what it is that we can and can't do and it's, it's it's some of those things that like i know i'm not great at everything and i know i suck at some of the stuff and when you're talking about instagram posts and uh captions like man captions are the <laughs> the be all or end all of me um i can obviously as a photographer we could post a lot of crap on you know socials and it's not crap in you know uh quote unquote is not really the right word but you know what i mean um there's a lot we can post um and it can be hard to write a caption but when it comes to the burnout side of things like you know like I know Tim is pretty much, I know he's, we've spoken about it before and he's pretty much hit the wall, uh, you know, um, a few, like probably 18, two years ago, something like 18 months ago, two years ago, something like that, Tim. Um, but like, you know, like why is, I guess, like, um, wedding workflows or something like this, something that's really going to help with burnout, I guess, uh, in the long term. Well, because a virtual assistant trained in serving wedding professionals is there to help you with all those procedural tasks that, that basically do cause that burnout, like sitting there trying to think of an Instagram caption, stuff that doesn't really fall in your zone of genius, right? So you're an amazing photographer, Tim's an amazing videographer, and that's really where we kind of start these businesses because we've got these great skills at creating great art, hanging out with people. And so if I put it to you that that's where you could spend almost 100% of the time in your business and the rest of it can all be done by somebody else. I mean, you, wouldn't you be interested in at least starting that process? Because how much of your time are you actually at the wedding shooting in that zone of genius and how much are you doing something else? I, was, I, was, I don't know. For me, it's like about 90% when I was uh, before I got help on board. Even, man, even just going through leads, answering leads, responding to emails in the same way before I started, all right, I think I can make a template here and automate this process um got the social side basically every time I, I create a wedding i've got all these content i know just how many places it can go out and how that's going to benefit my business but i it's just too painful to uh, to go through and, and do it so invariably i don't i'm like all right i know i could blog this wedding i know i could make all these instagram captions and and carousels and reels and pen it all but uh but i just cannot be asked and so invariably i i just would not um so having someone come on board and take those painful parts of the business away that are not in our zone of genius and allow us to spend our time and energy, right? We wake up in the morning and we're not freaking drained because, all right, the admin tasks are done. Now I can I can probably shoot, you know, 
three weddings in a row, four weddings in a row. Like, like if, you, if you can go from 30 weddings, like if you're burnt out and doing 30 weddings a year because you're doing all your admin yourself and then you can go to 100 weddings a year because that's all you're doing. And if someone like you, Matt, if you're already doing 100 weddings, man, how, how much could you do? What would your income be if you could not have to do all the admin outside of it? Because there's 365 days in a year. Like, you know, you're- And we're probably working 365 days in the year at the moment. Oh, we, we, I mean? we most definitely are. <laughs> but, um, but the leads that you're, the leads that you were, like you have a great capacity to earn a hell of a lot, especially once you look into that associate shooter path. Because um, clearly to be, to be shooting 100 weddings a year, you're going to be getting a hell of a lot more leads than you're probably getting 500, 600 leads a year. Um, so if you could be monetizing that as well and then reduce yourself, like that final step of just taking yourself out so you're not actually shooting those 100 weddings yourself, um, you know, you're still looking at uh, potentially hundreds of weddings. Plus you've got someone who's, getting, who's actually doing those blogs, so it's actually getting those weddings and the, the photos that you're, you're shooting in front of as many eyes as possible. Like, so you've got everything going for you. You've already done the hard yards, man. Now's the time to get somebody else in to, to come and learn your process, do it for you. Um, and you can basically sit back and pull the strings. Because Rick, something that we talk about a lot on the podcast is like maintaining like a high client experience. And Matt and I both like collectively put a lot of effort um, into having a high client experience like with, with our business. And like having like these systemized like workflows allows us to do that. It allows us to like cater for 30, 40, 50 weddings and potentially 100 weddings if you're Matt um, a year <laughs> and, <laughs> and allow you to keep the same like standard of care and standard for your, all your couples. Um, and I suppose a lot of photographers, a lot of videographers, a lot of creatives that are, that are listening here they're probably in the same position where they're doing a lot of these tasks themselves. And like, we know, like we have industry friends and we spoke about it in camp as well, that like, all those tasks that we have to do and we do reach that level of burnout. We do reach a time where we're like, there's like so much to do. We have such a, a huge backlog. I can't be asked, you know, write in a caption. I can't be asked doing the blog. So you don't do the blogs. And in 12 months time, like it, it doesn't like push you, you know, um, it doesn't move the needle forward within your business. So like, I think, like, Matt, when you're, like, hearing this, like, does this sound like something, okay, like, this is something that I should really do? Because for, for me, I'm like, I should have done this a, a year ago. Like, I should have done this, like, two years ago. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like it's something probably that's been needing to happen for a long time. And it's as I said before, it's one of those things where uh, mentally to get around all of it in my head and to sit down and to work out those procedures, that's what, mm. um, you know, probably what it's probably, I guess we've been having this conversation for a while about, you know, that is a bit of a roadblock for me. And, um, you know, that's something that, you know, it would happen um, eventually. And definitely looking forward to uh, yeah. June or July this year when <laughs> I've only got like, you know, um, one or two weddings. That's exciting. Um, pretty keen for that to try and sit down and actually work it all out. And um, yeah, I I guess like, the, the thing I was thinking and and for me, like, without sounding like a cocky bastard, like the monetary side of things isn't as big of an issue because I'm shooting a hundred weddings, right? But for someone listening out there who's shooting, say, 20, 30 weddings, Rick, like what would you, like what's your advice on that when it comes to obviously still having a VA? Because like they're earning still good money, you know, but they're not, not as probably in the realm that we've been talking, we've been chatting a lot about people earning or like working and doing a hundred plus weddings or for, you know, videographers doing 40, 50. There's definitely people that are doing a lot less. Where does that sit for them? Well, why, why do they not want to do more? Why would they not want to do 100 weddings? Um, I'm guessing it's because they're already already flat out, right? So it's those procedural tasks that could be done. By, so basically, they're saying, I would prefer to be 
doing this task that I could have somebody else do for seven dollars an hour instead of going out and earning hundreds of dollars an hour shooting a wedding. So either they're choosing to not take on more, um, or they're having a hard time getting the leads to to take on more. And both of those, I really feel, can uh, can be solved with a with a VA. Because um, if you're already flat out and you're not doing everything you possibly could, because there are so many things you could be doing to to get leads, um, and I'm guessing they're not doing all of them, because um, uh, they're probably too busy spending hours on their phone um, doing doing stuff that really somebody else could be doing. So this is like Tim said, like there's this. Just a priority, I think, in, in how you spend the hours in your day, all right? And if you're not in control of your time, then you're not in control of your results. And so if you continue to repeat processes that somebody else could be doing that aren't pushing the needle in your business, then you're not going to get ahead. Uh, but if, you're, if you allocate what those incredibly important, pivotal things are that you could be doing, like getting more leads or shooting more weddings, and then the rest of it you leave to somebody else or you automate, then that's how you're going to be growing and getting ahead. So... Uh, because that's the position I was in. I was at 30 weddings a year and I was, I was totally flat out freaking every night of the week. I was, I was driving to, you know, 45 minutes to have a meeting with someone and coming home and then realizing my daughter's already in bed. And then that was, that was literally every, every night of the week. And yeah, I just, this is, I remember getting into this thinking, oh my God, this is going to be so great because I, you know, I've got flexible hours. So I can, I can, you know, I should somehow be this better dad. And it just completely flipped working all the time and turning into the, the last thing in this world that I wanted to be was the shit dad. Yeah, like it, and time and energy are finite resources, um, and it's it's really important to understand that. Um, but I I think it's when times are hard and when things get difficult, do we then need to utilize that as a catalyst for change? Um, and I know it was, it was definitely the case for you, Rick. It was definitely the case for me. Like I I first thought automation was just a um, just an easy way out of getting out of doing things, but it's, it's not the case at all. Um, it's the ability to keep raising like your standards within your business. Um, and like, I'll say that I'm able to shoot more weddings, uh, because I have these systems in place. I can go out and shoot three, four weddings, um, in a week in a row. I know that my emails being answered to, I know I've got Trisha that's responding, um, using the language and the templates that I've set, um, She's been able to help build these systems within my business that provide so much like value. And the value has only increased within my business since I've started like, implementing these systems. Good to hear, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I obviously will always come into contact with people there that have varying and opposing viewpoints to, to ours, which is fantastic. What a terrible world it would be if we all thought exactly the same thing. Um, and we can only ever, you know, speak to ourselves. We only have our own priorities ahead of us. And, and perhaps that's where a difference where, where we uh, prioritize our time somewhere else rather than our business. Or, or we see that, you know, the photography side of things is a business and it's there as a, a means to an end, which is to give us an income to live the shit out of our lives, um, which is certainly the point that, that I'm at. But I can understand that if someone lives to create art and make art and, um, you know, wants their couples to, well, wants to spend their time on this planet with their, with their couples, then that's fantastic, man. Go, go ahead and, and do that. Um, I'd prefer to spend it with my family, my mates, myself. Um, but the good thing is I can do that. And if you, you look through my reviews, man, like, like it's not like the couples are getting a, having a shit time. Um, like, you know, an automated workflow is getting in there and making sure that their questions are getting answered before they have a chance to they have to take the time to email me and write them. So, like, oh my God, 
Yes, I hadn't even thought about that, but that's fantastic. I did need to know that. And oh, it saves me actually having to write Rick about it. Oh my God, he's, he's thought of everything. So just all, I'm so prepared now before this wedding stuff that's not even photography or videography related. Um, before I even show up on the day, they're so grateful to all the emails that they've received and preparations that they've received um, that they love me before I've taken a photo, um, which, which it really, really shows because it just when you, means when you walk in the door, already a big fan, it really helps um, create a great, uh, great rapport with, uh, with your peeps. And so like, as a thing to do for anyone listening, if, uh, if you receive an email or the next email you receive from a, from a couple, just ask yourself, is this something that other couples might be wondering, right? Is, is this either a problem or, or you know, perhaps even a good thing that, that could come up, information that other couples should be receiving and, and would make their day better for it. Um, whilst I'm writing this answer, I might just make an email template out of it. And when would this information be good? Obviously, this person has written to me now. It's okay. It's three months before their wedding. So I might send out this email automatically four months before their wedding to all the rest of the couples. Um, and then A, next time I do not have to spend my time replying to this and B, it's problem solved for the couple as well. Um, like that's that's a win. Like, where's the downside there? Um, yeah, hundred percent. And like, I think for those listening, especially the photographers and videographers out there, um, just as a little like sneaky behind the scenes in the above below visuals like business, I actually collated all of the common questions that I got answered all the time, um, and created a really like aesthetically pleasing, like nice, like well compact for all my couples. So, and it was actually designed by my VA as well, uh, with my help. So like when couples book, they get this welcome pack and it literally, like, it's a 30 page document that caters for so, like, there's just so much. And I'm like, if I had this years ago, like imagine how fast my business would have grown. Cause I'm just providing so much, so much value. Not to mention, mate, the time, like the collective time in you continuing to respond to the same question time and time again, right? What's the opportunity cost of doing that versus sitting there and, I don't know, writing to another venue saying, hey, can I film, you know, a little intro to, uh, to your venue showcasing everything you guys have to offer? And then, you know, spam you're on that preferred supplier system and, uh, list and, and, you know, getting lead after lead for the rest of your career. Like the, there's, there's a difference in priority of how you spend your time, the different tasks, right? So just being busy is not, doesn't mean anything. Um, what are you being busy about? Hundred percent. It's it's and it, I feel like that. Like even the little like uh, I do something similar to Tim, and I I have one called Timeline Tips, and having that Timeline Tips little welcome pack or whatever you want to call that, like it's such a handy little resource to give, and it just kind of cuts out the BS that you have to write of those consistent emails because I've sent it from day one. They've got it there. They're you know from day one they're planning their ceremony, and that's usually like especially for a photographer and a videographer, like the ceremony time can make or break. So they can and I talk like. I'll probably have two or three pages in that just talking about how important a ceremony time is because, you know, me and Tim have had podcasts of path to podcast about ceremonies and timings and all these things. They're all well and good, but if it's not on a piece of paper, people can't refer back to it and read it. So I feel like, you know, that little things like that's a massive thing. Um, and I just want to touch base on something you said earlier about like, you know, um, you're in a bit of a winning situation before you've even turned up to a wedding. Like, that is so important. <laughs> it's so important though, right? Like these are the things like for, for us, like we can turn up and we can, you know, whether you're a videographer, photographer, whether you're a makeup artist or a hairdresser, whoever you are, if you're turning up to a wedding with a really great rapport already, or if you're turning up and you're already in the good books, like that's a massive win for you 
from day one, you know, like it's all about the client experience. Like really we should be art smashing whatever we're doing, you know, whatever our craft is, we should be already nailing, I guess, the basics, which for us, a photo and video, that's the shooting aspect. And if our client yeah. experience is on point, when like, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, the wedding's finished and they haven't got any footage or photos yet from us, they're already so excited by what they're going to be receiving. And they know it's going to be amazing just because they had a really good day. Um, and I think, you know, if we're all they've, doing that. They've 100% made their mind up on, on Matt Ashton and, and, and what an awesome weekend yeah. dude you are. Incredible photographer. Already recommending you to everyone. Everyone at the wedding has just seen you in action. Um, yeah, you're right. Before they've seen a single photo. It's, it's, it's a, such a, a simple thing to do, um, especially if we're just thinking about those like little things um, in the background, either prior or two on the day itself. Um, and it just makes that experience so much better. And I know like for my little sister, she got married on the weekend. Tim was a videographer. Um, you know, like she came away from it going, it was an awesome day and I had so much fun and she hadn't even seen photos or videos yet. And she knew that they were going to be great. And that's because she, A, trusted the people that were there and B, she just had a good time on the day when she was probably a little bit nervous and wasn't quite sure what to expect. So, you know, those little things can go a long way. Um, and you know, as you said, like the automation aspect of it or, um, having some plans in place from day one really elevates the game for our clients, no matter whether you're as a set of photography videographer or whether you're anyone in the wedding industry, really. And we're off, we're in a great position because people do expect pretty shit time, right? <laughs> so like, <laughs> it's crazy though, right? It's, it's, it's so true. Yeah. They, they, they expect like an unnatural, awkward, slimy, I don't know, person who's going to make them do weird shit, um, pose in ways that are super uncomfortable, make them feel horrible. Um, I think that's what people generally expect. And so you can, you can really knock them out of the park by, by not doing those things. And so I, I do a couple of things as well, just, just from the time that I walk in during those preparations, just to set that mood, build that rapport straight away. Um, so obviously all the emails leading up to it beforehand. But uh, when I walk in, part of my questionnaire is to get the, get the names of all the, all the bridesmaids, the groomsmen and the parents. And I'm terrible at remembering <laughs> stuff, but literally before I knock on the door, I'm going through it. And then I knock on the door, see the parents there, call them by their names and then go through uh, the, the bridal party. And, and then it just helps me call them by their names as well. So you're like one of the, one of the guys. Uh, it's a really big difference saying, Chris, Ben, you guys jump over here then, old mate, old mate. Um, and then I bring music as well. Um, yes. Freaking love this. <laughs> um, and in a, uh, in a speed date questionnaire, I ask them about their, their music preferences. Basically, what's their, their desert island playlist, right? What music are they bringing to their desert island? What's, uh, what's on it? So then I can walk in there, I can be playing their tunes. And the difference between African silent room and uh, <laughs> the music that really resonates with them, that that's totally their jam. It's, it's, I, sometimes I forget my, my speaker and, and I really notice the difference on those days. It becomes incredibly painful to, to create that kind of uh, that mood again. And then bring scissors. I've put a second speaker in my bag for that reason because I'm like, if I forget my, like my speaker that I love to like clip on my like belt, like that's going to be like, that's going to suck. But at least I've got this crappy second one that will still do the job, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'll cut you off. Scissors, uh, that's a keep going. That's a great idea. No, man. That's a, a, that's a great idea. Because like a lot of these things is recognizing what you're, what you're bad at, all right? And that's why I systematize stuff as well. Because I know I would not be remembering to email every single couple, all these different things, great bits of information right at the time that it's relevant. There's no way I'm someone that can remember to do that. So I'd, I'd I go as far and say that it's not possible as a creative. I know as a videographer, I can't have 
15, 20, 30 weddings like in my backlog and still think of all the emails that I need to write and think of all the captions yeah. I need to write and create content to stay relevant. Uh, it's just not going to happen. I wouldn't be able to do this podcast if I if I didn't have certain aspects in place. Like I'm, I've still got a, an editing backlog, but I, I'm comfortable because I know I'm going to get it done. I've got the time to get it done. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Burnout or change, mate. That's the that's the two options. Yeah. Um, hey, let's um, what's one thing that our listeners can take home? Because there's going to be a lot of photographers and videographers that are listening to this, like with their ears perked up, thinking, "Oof, all right, I'm what I'm, a dickhead." I'm in shame. <laughs> uh, end the podcast. Done. <laughs> oh, and done. <laughs> oh, mate, uh, what's one? What's one thing that some listeners can take home and implement right now? I would say mate, everything we've spoken about. It all comes down to owning your day. Um, so even if you do want to automate or you do want to outsource finding a VA, like it does take time. It does. It does. You know, you do have to set up that email template, or you do have to create an operating procedure. But until you start earning your day and being proactive with how you spend the finite hours in that day, you'll just never get anywhere. So if you start your day reacting, right, you pick up your phone, oh, if we've got some Instagram messages in there, got some emails, better jump on those, better respond to those. Oh, somebody's liked my thing, oh, better jump on there and like some of their stuff. Um, you're never going to get shit done, right? So it's the difference between proactively waking up, not checking any of those things that you know are going to distract you, all right? Like, all right, how am I going to already make the most out of it. for me i need to start it i need to either go for a bike ride do some yoga meditation cold shower man after that my brain is on fire and i know that's gonna die down all right so i there's a very big difference between what i'm like after that in the morning and then what i'm like in the afternoon when i'm ready for a nap um so i'm gonna wait for the afternoon for any of that you know email stuff that uh that isn't imperative and i'm going to use that time where my brain is on fire to think about what can I do today that is really going to push the needle, right? What are the, what are the tasks that I need to get through? And, mate, it is that simple. If you can do that, then, then you will be unstoppable. Um, but we have some of the biggest minds in the world with the biggest budgets doing everything they can to make sure you're not doing that, okay? So they can draw you in to show you as many ads as possible. So if you find that you cannot wake up and cannot resist the temptation of looking at your phone, going through the Facebook, Instagram, and then, you know, two hours have passed, then delete them from your phone, man. Like, like just do desktop-only socials. I know it's you know crucial for our business, but you can you can go on the uh, the Instagram app and do your stuff in a way that's a lot less pleasurable than it is scrolling on your phone. Or you give that stuff to a virtual assistant so that they can do it, so you're not tempted. Because there is a massive cost of switching tasks as well. So if you are doing something and then you do get a notification, you look on that. All right, like the toll on getting back to continuing the task that you're doing is is huge. So once You've gone through your morning routine and you've written down your piece of paper. What am I going to do today? It's going to push the needle. You freaking do the thing, right? You don't open up your Gmail. You don't check your notifications. You don't, you don't let anyone else mess with that beautiful time of productivity because it is going to be fleeting, all right? Like you, you've got these couple of hours, your brain's on fire and just, just make the most of it, all right? Because you've got no shortage of people trying to pull you away. So stay true to that, man, and you'll, and you'll, you'll take off. You'll actually start doing the shit that matters. Yeah, I love it. Because we're we're actually starting to reach a point of um, a point of desperation at the moment with the podcast, aren't we, Matt? We are. We I f <laughs> we I feel <laughs> like it, we we've been doing this for a we've been doing it for a little while as, as well, haven't we? Like it's been one of those things where we continually um, have these conversations where we're like, "What are we going to do with this thing?" 
Yeah. And what, what do I say over here? We need to systemize it. We need, we to, need systemize. to systemize. <laughs> yeah, we, we need a system in place. We just need to have a system in place. And then like Tim, even we were having the conversation even this morning, we were like, maybe we should get a VA just for the podcast, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> just to like help us out with all the little things that, uh, you know, we haven't been doing it that we need to do. Um, so yeah, maybe that's something we- So when you guys, when you guys decided to start a podcast, what, uh, what lit you up about it? It was an outlet for us, to be honest. It was just literally at the start of it. Like, if you go back and listen to our first episode, I probably wouldn't recommend it because it was uh, very <laughs> different to what it is now. But you know, it was only like say thirty episodes ago, which you know, in the in the big scheme of things, wasn't that much. Like, we've been doing this for I don't know, almost a bit over half Five, a year, months. sort of. Yeah, yeah. So, something like that. And um, you know, it's come a long way for sure, and we've changed a lot. But at the start, we literally did it just to have a bit of a chat, and we knew that we had information that we could give people that um, you know, we could get off our brains and also probably helps us a little bit work a bit smoother after it. Like I know after I finished epi- like recording a podcast, I'm all a little bit like, oh, a bit excited, a bit pumped, like pumped about it. And then I get stuck into some work after and I'm pretty happy unless we're doing it at like two o'clock in the morning because we're <laughs> very behind on our recording or something <laughs> like that. Um, you know, so I guess ultimately like when we first started, it was mainly because we decided that we had information that we could get out there and we were excited for people to hear from us, but it also was mainly just an outlet for me and Tim to have a bit of a chit chat. Yeah. <laughs> and is, 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 is that changed? No, no, it hasn't changed. <laughs> right, like- so that's still there. It's all right. So, but but what but what lights you up about the podcast is the is that having a chat with uh, I don't know, I guess different people from different walks of life, um, doing different stuff in our industry, and knowing that what you're producing is really being helpful to our, everyone out there listening. Right. So I'm guessing that hasn't changed. But what has made it desperate? Is it all the rest of the shit behind? Like the obviously once you've recorded, publishing, trying to get the little real versions match the audio i don't know if we can get it out on all the different platforms and is that not procedural stuff right so you know, we have the video we have the recording this is now where it needs to go it needs to go onto these we need to be it needs to be repurposed onto these different platforms and these different links like that's all procedural stuff so don't let procedural tasks get in the way of the things that light you up and the good thing is there will be people out there who can help you with that yeah definitely definitely and like it's 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 an outlet for us to show a lot of value. It's an outlet for us to like chat about the things. And we shoot a lot of weddings. We have a lot to say about it. And I like to like share with the world and provide like value. And you know, we did this and we did it this way, and it, it provided so much value for this couple. Or even you know, business related podcasts where we talk about you know the things that we're doing with our business, and we can help another creative business owner like move the needle forward in theirs. Um, but like. Even when I have my own like business sorted and we're like with the podcast, we're like, yeah, this, these are the things that we, that we need to do, you know, keeping up with the socials. Our social game is absolutely horrible. <laughs> and, you know, like, <laughs> like with, with my own business, like, I have a VA that's, that's helping me out with a lot of that. And so, um, yeah, and, like, and, and something that we have to take, we've got to take our own medicine on this as well. And we do have someone in place that's kind of covering us for like the the recording side of things, I guess. And they they are doing like, I guess, some of the behind the scenes of like all the putting together of the episode. And we do have like, I guess, a VA in that aspect, but it's all the other little things that we're like really struggling with now. And so it it is very handy having, uh, you know, having a chat today with you and talking about some of these things because it's not even, as Tim said, like our own personal brands or, you know, businesses that we're like thinking about, we can, how can we implement and how can we make better? Um, You know, it's this as well. And you know, the podcast definitely has been showing some pretty good fruits of the labor. And uh, I suppose like, you know, it's even cutting out some of like, for us, the podcast is a little bit of like a VA in itself because 
people listen to us. They get to know us a little bit more. We build that rapport. We don't have to have these conversations or we don't have to send these emails to people because they come on, they listen to the podcast. They see that me and Tim are keen to have a bit of fun and we're happy to have a chat. And like at the moment, we're like, I feel like some of the weddings we've been booking, you know, like especially when it's been a collective, like maybe one in five, one in six weddings, something like that we've been booking lately have been people who have listened to the podcast and gone, hey, these guys sound fun. Let's have a chat with them, you know? So that's pretty bloody cool, I think. That is rad. And then, and so there's so many benefits to you guys doing this that you would hate to miss out on if you had to stop doing it because of procedural stuff. Not to mention <laughs> all the people out there who could learn all the infinite yeah. things that you guys have to offer. My, my um, <laughs> so good. I, I love it. And, mate, I have a question which I just thought of then, and it, it's talking about, like, you know, maybe we're jumping back a little bit here, but I feel like it's something that I'm really interested in. And I know the the not even just the wedding world, but the whole world in general is interested in it at the moment. And that's a little bit like talk about AI and, you know, this, like, artificial, what is it? What's AI stand for? Artificial intelligence. I I, I want to say artificial. I was like, that sounds wrong. Anyway, (laughs) that AI (laughs) thing. um, I sound like a 50-year-old man right now. Anyway. um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, You you look at... Thanks. I don't have a receding hairline <laughs> and a bald spot like you, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> but with with AI, like, is there like, and in the, I guess in maybe even in the wedding workflows or in the VA world, like, is AI going to come in to like have a place in the world? I guess with what you're currently doing, is that like anywhere on the Rick Liston wedding workflows radar? Like, where, where is that? That's oh, massive. Mate, well, I know for us, honestly, it's. I think it's it's all. Very good news. If you're a wedding videographer or photographer out there, um, it's all very good news because AI is actually allowing us to, to make all that procedural stuff even easier without yet encroaching on uh, the core offer that we are, that we are providing, right? So uh, fortunately, we're, doing, we're in a field where we're dealing with uh, emotions, we're dealing with empathy, and we're dealing with a lot of unpredictability. All those things are things that AI is particularly bad at. Um, so I think we've got a pretty protected, you know, uh, job um, as far, you know, as far as most jobs are concerned. I'm obviously not saying it, anything could happen in the, in the very short term, but our core offer is protected from AI, which is great. Okay. And then the procedural stuff behind, uh, behind the scenes is, should be getting easier and easier thanks to AI. So in terms of blog writing, caption writing, editing, those are things that can actually assist your virtual assistant. So you might have found uh, a need to have a domestic assistant um, because you want someone who can, you know, write uh, creatively, professionally, whatever it is um, in English. And so you might have had to be looking at a, an Australian copywriter. Um, they might be, you know, $50, $100 an hour. Um, but now you've obviously got these tools where your virtual assistant can use ChatGPT um, and create this amazing content for you uh, for free. So to, uh, to me, it's empowering offshore virtual assistants to do a lot of the tasks that we would typically have to um, pay developers for. I don't know if you got, sorry, um, domestic assistants for. And I said developer because I actually um, just started playing around with getting ChatGPT to develop some things on my side. So I got them to make it an automated uh, timeline generator so that a couple can go in and put their address of where they're getting prepared um, where the partner's getting prepared, their venue, ceremony start time, and then psh, it'll it'll create the the timeline for them. And like <laughs> freaking ChatGPT put that together, man. Like, uh, and so I don't know if you've ever had to pay a developer, obviously for for like 
it's it's just meaning that the things that we're not good at, um, I think they're getting a lot of those things are getting solved. So we can continue charging what we're charging because it's not replacing what we're doing, but it's making our process of delivering that easier and empowering um, offshore virtual assistants to uh, to deliver a lot of that as well. So it's so far it's it's all been good news for us. Yeah, wow. and and collectively as an industry, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. I li- yeah, wow. I don't even know what to say right now because that's freaking- It's just ma- going to keep yeah. on getting better and better. Like, And this yeah. is this is a new generation as well. Like, We're going to reach a point in business where so many so many aspects and, and parts of our business um, and parts of business in general uh, can be automated. We're going to be able to build algorithms like on the spot. Like, The next couple of years is going to be incredibly like advantageous for a lot of us. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, a definite can of worms. And I know I, I think- uh, I find whatever I'm talking about it, I end up sounding like a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but it's going to be interesting, man. It's a really interesting time to be alive right now. Yeah, yeah it's, amazing. It's, it's, well, what's uh, so what's next for for Rick Liston? Um, buying Matt a uh, a second power source for that that purple light. Yeah, I know. Probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a conversation we've also been having lately, me and Tim. I literally have it open on my on my computer at the moment, being like, I really need to buy a new power bank <laughs> for that purple light. But anyway, <laughs> thanks for uh, throwing me under the bus. Luckily. Oh no, nah, it'll be found. <laughs> I'll send you my address. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the question was, what's uh, what's next? Oh, mate, there's the good thing about, I guess, training yourself to be tenacious with with how you spend your time and and finding opportunities is that it does become very good fun to if you do see an opportunity somewhere where you're like, oh, I think. What would a solution look like for that? You know, I think that's actually you know a headache the entire industry feels. What would that solution look like? And then I can kind of pretty quickly devote time to finding out is that something that I could build, I could provide. What would that look like? And so I'm, I have basically a long list of these these projects that I'm one by one uh, getting through. And every time you complete one, every time you show yourself you can execute something, it's just uh, massively powerful in, in learning what you're capable of, man. Because I'd say there is always going to be a pretty big disparity between the life we currently live and the life we're capable of living. And the more you start to know and find out what you are capable of doing, it's just, uh, it's really, really empowering. Amazing, mate. That was absolutely amazing. Um, well, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on, mate. Did you, uh, did you have any questions for us at all? Um, what's your favourite film? <laughs> Oof. Oof. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go uh, Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Classic. I, I don't know if I have a, a favourite film or actually Backdraft. Do you remember Backdraft from like, Oh, I do. OG. Yeah. One of the bald ones in that, that right? OG firefighting movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was it, Kurt, yeah. Kurt Russell? I feel like, I don't know the people's names. I just like it. I was probably like six when I first started watching it. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally, I think it was like came out the year I was born. So. <laughs> okay, on that then, if you were six, because that, that's some pretty uh, traumatic scenes. Um, <laughs> was it Joaquin Phoenix in that? Anyway, what was the most traumatizing then movie in your, in your childhood? Twister. Do you remember Twister? Twister? Which part? Yeah, I remember the. Tw- I can't remember any trauma. No, I think but- I just got really worried by the fact that like my house was going to get picked up and blown away by a twister, and <laughs> okay, and yeah. wind just oh, used to freak me out. Yeah. you know, like it was more the wind thing rather than the uh, the actual like. Mate, movie my, my mind just went to the game. I'm like twister, the game. <laughs> <laughs> 
They wake you up, you're not red hands blue. It was red for green. It was that cat. It was that cow flying across the screen that was really done really badly. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you've signed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the whole thing was a Pepsi commercial because it wasn't a Pepsi cans that they used to yeah, come up at the end was, to make those yeah, things. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dorothy. Oh, it was a bit of like you know, wow. wicked witch. <laughs> yeah. I've been talking a lot about witches lately. <laughs> oh. He called, he called our last podcast host a witch. <laughs> I didn't. I said it was incorrect to call. I know she's a female, but I called her a wizard. And I was like, oh, this is... Anyway, I'm going to stop talking and thinking myself a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. no, for me, it was... Uh, do you remember the movie Signs uh, with Mel Gibson? Yeah. Oh, yep. just when that when the alien like walked through the alleyway and just turned his head like, yeah. oh, I still have nightmares about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. Yeah, that particular scene... Um, was very scary. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, so good. Well, Rick, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. And I feel like we'll definitely be, uh, you'll be hearing from me soon, mate. So we'll have a chat because I feel like um, I need to find out a little bit more about this and do a little bit more, um, I guess, deep dive into how it is that I can implement some of these things into not only my business, but probably means him need to have a chat about the podcast too and try and do some goodness with that as well. But um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, mate, and I really appreciate your golden nuggets and wisdom uh, that you have shared with our listeners because, you know, um, it's been a good day and I feel like you're actually the first... This is a little side note, sorry. I'm just jumping back here for a second. You're the first person outside of New South Wales to uh, jump on to the podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> so we're going into state now. Watch out, Tim. Gone into state. Anyway. We're changing it up in the in world. Daylight savings there. <laughs> Rick's, <laughs> Rick's actually the first photographer as well. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, will I also be the last after this? Uh, Definitely. No. <laughs> you, no. Might be, you might be back on again before the next one comes on. Who knows? <laughs> Round two with Rick. <laughs> oh. Mate, I'm sure you've got some um, some creative professionals um, raising their eyebrows at the moment, just wondering how they get in on this. And I know it's it doesn't just cater for photographers and videographers. There's, there's celebrants as well um, that, are, that are part of the team. Um, but where where can we find Rick Liston and Wedding Workflows? Uh, if you guys head to weddingworkflows.com, um, basically you'll see the virtual assistant services there, workflow services. There's also... Uh, if you head to vendordetails.com, there's a free app. So this is just something for, for anyone, but uh, just a nice little show of faith of, of how I would love to start saving you time and reducing your couple's headaches. So you can use this, and it's basically a, an online database so that when your couples are filling in the vendor details, um, once they are in the database, the next person to fill in those details it all pre-fills. So they just start typing the name Matt Ashton, and then it comes up with their website, Instagram, and email address and then it serves it to you in a way where you can easily copy it straight into instagram um straight onto your website with html um and straight into all the emails so it's do not spend another minute of your life um searching and uh, trying to type that shit out um one by one it's something we provide to try to make a make your lives easier and reduce a headache for your couple so vendordetails.com you can check that out I can uh, I can second that. I do use that within my business, and mate, I probably should send you the emails that I get back from this as well from couples. They are like holy moly, holy shit! This is absolutely amazing. Um, and the fact that you've um got the ability to to white label it uh means I can essentially uh, take credit for it. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, you take credit for it. You, you've put this effort to make it make it as as easy as possible for your couples, and it's not just the couples, man. It's also all the other vendors as well. So. When you send an email to all the other vendors saying, 
hey, um, you know, I've got approval from the from the couple um, to share these with you, so you don't need to to go and bother them with it. Here's here's my photos or here's the videos, and then here's all is everyone else's Instagram handles, um, so you can just go ahead and drop that straight in. So a, it means you're reducing their headache that they don't have to go and do that shit themselves. They don't have to chase up the couple, and they are tagging everyone that's involved in it. So you look like a great person. And then at the bottom, you're like if you like working with me, feel free to leave me a Google review. Um, I'll be more than happy to reciprocate. So then they're like, shit, this is the easiest way for me to get a Google review is to leave you one. Um, and now you're getting more than one Google review per wedding. They freaking love you because you're sharing the photos. You got all the Instagram handles, like you're tagged in everywhere. Like it's just, it's all good, good juju, man. Yeah. Amazing. It. That's so sick. Well, Rick, it's been a pleasure. And we, uh, yeah, we really appreciate you taking the time to jump on today and have a chat with us. And um, yeah, you're a bloody legend. And I'm uh, excited to. Here's some feedback from our listeners out there who have hopefully got a lot of golden goodness out of this wedding, uh, well, this wedding, far out, this podcast today, because, uh, yeah, it's definitely been invaluable and um, I can't even speak anymore because I'm just like mind- Matt's hit his one hour Mind blown. <laughs> yeah. Just Nap a bit time. Of like, yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> what the heck is going on? My brain is hurting. I literally have a like little notepad opened up on my computer. I've been taking notes while I'm doing this just because I'm like, got to remember this, even though I can go back and listen to my own podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm still like, got to do it now, you know, because I want to implement some of this stuff straight away because I'm, I'm excited, so- so, mate, we really appreciate it. Was it Kurt Russell or was it a Baldwin? <laughs> yeah. What movie, per- what person was in that? <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, and I guess if you're listening out there and you uh, have been frothing on what you've been hearing today, you're excited by it, um, please leave us a review because we'd love to hear from you guys. And I'm sure Rick would love to hear um, from you as well. And make sure you check him out over at Wedding Workflows because the game is being elevated by this man and... Uh, we're excited to see where Your it life goes. will change. Yeah, your <laughs> life will change. All right. Thanks again, guys. Excited to see you, man. Thanks, Rick. Love it. We appreciate it, Cheers. mate. Cheers. All right. Until next week. No see you, guys. Ciao. Bye. Bye.